Well, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Jude 3 Project Podcast. I'm your host as always, Lisa Fields, the founder of the Jude 3 Project. And as you know, we are on our series, um, Scandal, How to Get Away with Sexuality. And this is the third um, installment of the series. The first episode included um, the actress and former professor Morgan Avery McCoy. And she talked about um, the normalization of um, homosexuality in the media. It's in um, shows, in just shows on networks in general. And um, we kind of picked out Scandal and How to Get Away with Murder as a uh, kind of the shows that we were going to use in the title because uh, it's it's cool. <laughs> but uh, the second one was Dr. Preston Sprinkle. Um, which is the vice president of um, Eternity Bible College, um, the Idaho campus, Iowa campus, Boise, Iowa, Iowa, Idaho, Idaho yeah, Boise, Idaho campus. And he talked about um, whether homosexuality was uh, biblical as it relates to whether, you know, it's a sin um, and through scripture. And we looked at some texts. Uh, in Corinthians, we looked at Leviticus, we looked at Romans, and he talked about the Greek words and um, the tension in the text and why people, you know, would take the uh, position that, you know, biblically, um, Jesus didn't say anything about it, so why should we worry about it? Um, and, you know, arguing that you can't just build a doctrine over what Jesus didn't talk about because he didn't talk about a lot of things. He didn't talk about um, sex trafficking. He didn't talk about um, uh, molestation, but we all agreed that those would be um, sins. Um, so we can't just build a doctrine off of things he did not talk about. Um, so this week we're going to talk about um, homosexuality and science. Um, as you know, that throughout on the media, um, whether CNN or just shows, the thought is that science has proven um, that um, you are born gay, um, that it's a definite. And so we want to talk to uh, my friend, Rashida Likely, who is a biologist, and talk about whether science has proven this. Because I was watching CNN the other day and they had um, somebody on as a guest and she was like, I don't know why this is an issue. Science has proven a long time ago that people are born gay and you know science is definite on this issue so I don't know what's the problem with people um so we're going to introduce Rashida hi Rashida how are you doing today hey Lisa I'm great how are you today I'm good um so give us a little bit about your credentials my credentials I am um what do I start okay so I'm a scientist and with that, I went to the University of North Florida. I graduated in 2011 with a Bachelor's of Science in Biology. And I attended also UNF for my Master's of Science in Biology. I graduated in 2014. I am currently working for the Department of Health in the Virology Lab. Awesome. Yes. So <clears throat> you... Um... I asked you to look at the studies and 
give me what science has to say on this issue. Can we say like the CNN correspondent, like this is a definite people are born gay. Science has proven this. As I um, was thinking about what you said, science has proven and something that my professors always stress to me when giving presentations is not to say proven, science has proven. Science has strongly suggested a lot of things, but we don't prove anything. We can only give backing support, but that's one word that we try to avoid Mm -hmm. um, and try to not make anything concrete because there's always more research and there's always more experience and always more time put into different subjects. Um, Mm -hmm. There's the theory of relativity. It's the theory of gravity. Like we know gravity exists. We know Mm -hmm. if you jump up, you will fall down. Um, But those are still being studied. Mm -hmm. We still don't know everything about those things. Um, So we can't say that anything is proven for sure. We just strongly suggest based on research. Mm -hmm. And we always back things up with facts, with other research, with figures, with numbers. Mm -hmm. Um, That's how we... Um, support our argument but we um, try to avoid scientifically to say proven because again things change Mm -hmm. things um, the way that we look at different subjects the way that we approach different things all you need is one more article to come out and say this is all wrong and now you go back to question everything that you've done Mm -hmm. Um, I know for me when I published my paper it was going against everything that is currently in the books we're not going against but adding to what we do know, it was just giving a different perspective on that. And the pushback was, was huge because people are like, but we've been thinking this one way the whole time and you're now saying something different. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that, you can't say all, words like always and every time. And we can't be, we can't keep everything, make definite statements like that. Mm-hmm. So, Got you. So basically science doesn't, necessarily prove anything we <laughs> suggest everything we, we suggest <laughs> everything strongly suggest strongly suggest with everything. biggest facts and support and research but you know okay <laughs> so with that is the uh, groundwork for what we're going to talk about what does science say about this is is the whole i think nature versus um, nature nurture, versus nurture argument mm-hmm. regarding if someone can be born um gay if someone can be born attracted to the same sex and Personally, I was like, I don't know. I was just in the air about it all. And then as I started to look up different articles and see who said what and what was already published and what was known um, regarding genetics, regarding behavior, um, psychiatry, all of these things working together. And as I looked at everything, too, I still could not come up with a definite answer. Mm -hmm. Um, I found some of the earliest research saying that Um, sexual orientation was genetically based and finding out which chromosomes said what and which um, which genes are linked and such as this really cool work and then at the end of the paper it says we cannot definitely conclude Mm -hmm. and I'm like okay great so you did all this work and you still cannot definitely conclude Um, as through reading some of the papers I also saw some like huge questions Um, Mm -hmm. two studies particularly they studied, um, it literally said homosexual men, including some twins. They did paired, they did brothers, they studied brothers, and another one did um, homosexual men and some of their relatives. Mm-hmm. But in both of these studies, they never looked at um, heterosexual men, people that were attracted to the opposite sex. There was no comparison there. It was, this is what we found in homosexual men or the men that said that 
um, I am gay or identified as gay. Mm -hmm. So with that in one study, you had nothing else to compare to. Mm -hmm. So if I were to say that a hundred of these um, men, and that was another thing, they I saw multiple studies with men. Mm-hmm. All men um, test subjects. The population that they looked at were only men, mm-hmm. and the um, being identifying as gay and same sex attraction does not only apply to men. So that mm-hmm. was another problem I had. Um, but looking at that, they never they weren't able to for me compare, say, a uh, um, a homosexual man to a heterosexual man as they did their study. Um, one study had. 819, I believe, test um, people in that population. And they didn't have one homosexual people in their test population. They didn't have one heterosexual man to compare to. So if you're telling me that these genes, uh, the commonality and the linkage is telling you one thing in this population, but you're not giving me another population to compare to, how do I know that those genes just aren't linked anyway? Mm-hmm. How do I know that these chromosomes and these um, genes being linked, how do I know that it only applies to a homosexual community? Mm-hmm. Like that, those are just some problems that I had while reading some of the subjects. I mean, some of the um, journal articles. I mean, it's been 20 years of study. I was surprised to find that many articles. Like, the earliest one today I looked at was like 89. Oh, but wow. I've seen some earlier ones. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like, this has been happening. Like, they were doing gene studies and chromosome linkages in the 80s. I know it was a really big push in the 2000s. It's still a great, huge deal. Genetics is a great study. Um, but I didn't know it had started that early. Mm-hmm. So it was fun to look at and to see. But um, I came out with way more questions than answers. Mm-hmm. As usual, though. <laughs> So basically, you know, the what you're saying is the studies don't have um, a good basis for, like, as far as homosexual and heterosexual male to compare. Like- um, yeah, well, for me, those were the questions that I asked. I'm not sure how the papers got through peer review. I'm not sure how that process worked. I'm, I'm probably, I mean, having published a paper, I know it's intense. Mm -hmm. They ask every question under the sun. But for me, after reading these papers, I still had a few questions. Mm -hmm. Maybe if I were to reach out to the primary author, I could get those questions answered. Um, However, they weren't clear in Mm -hmm. the paper um, for me, again, clearing up that comparison. Mm -hmm. I don't want to call it a control. I don't want to say that being heterosexual is a control or the normative state. And then the change or the different state Mm -hmm. is being homosexual because... That's what we're looking at. We but don't it know. It seems like you would have to have, like, in order to make a conclusion on whether this is genetic, you would have to have a heterosexual and a homosexual to right. compare the genes. Right. It would be a comparison mm-hmm. and not a positive and a negative. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Like, um, most tests are running. You have to have a positive control, a negative control, and then your variable. Mm-hmm. Well, for, for these type studies, I wouldn't want to label a homosexual population and a heterosexual population one being positive and one being negative. Mm-hmm. That that's all. It's just the semantics, mm-hmm. <laughs> a few um, words, but um, it's just a yeah. comparison to look just at the, the uh, variation in genes right. and see if there if is there a, is a variation, if there is a variation. Mm-hmm. Um, because that would be uh, the way that you're going to be able to prove 
the point in a sense. Right. For me, I started with um, looking up if there were linked genes to sexual orientation because genes are genes the way that our bodies are set up. Everything is based off of our genes. Our genes tell everything else what to do. Mm -hmm. Your genes say if you have blue eyes, brown eyes, green eyes, purple, whatever. Your genes tell everything like you my height my I'm really tall and I'm taller than you and you're really short to me (laughs) but that's based on our genes so Mm -hmm. we just have different genes and with that if it were if sexual orientation were biological it would in some way link back to genes Mm -hmm. or even um part of our genes our genes are expressed also based on environmental factors Mm -hmm. so what other environmental factors could have affected these genes to be expressed if it is genetically linked Mm -hmm. um so that's why i started with genes because i know that's the basic most that's the simple most basic way to say this will happen later Mm -hmm. if you start at the very bottom Mm -hmm. and genes are the very bottom so that's why i started looking first and i don't i still came up with a question mark (laughs) So the, what is the whole nature versus nurture argument? Um, the nature versus nurture argument is pretty much comparing whether it's natural, whether you're born this way or you've developed this way. You've developed in this environment, this way being you've chosen your sex or your sexual orientation and your preference or you were born with it and you couldn't help it and it was natural for you. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the nature versus nurture. So um, naturally, I'll take um, an animal, take a puppy, for example, a dog. You have a dog, naturally, that dog can live on its own in the wild. Mm-hmm. Depending on the breed, we've not domesticated dogs, but we're just going to take a random dog and say that this dog now was born a puppy in the house Mm -hmm. and now you've nurtured this dog to stay in the house and now this dog is potty trained this dog does not choose shoes not that it doesn't have the ability to do that but it's been taught not to Mm -hmm. so if you were to take that same dog take say a sibling of that dog and put it outside in the wild that dog will be able to hunt for itself take care of itself um feed itself and also reproduce on its own. Mm-hmm. So that's just the changes in environments that result in two different um, endings. You mm-hmm. have two different conclusions because you have two different environments. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so environmental factors do play a part in how genes are expressed and how um, we see them. Um, some genes are recessive, but environmental factors, you can have um, poisoning. Sometimes you get um, hazardous materials can cause other genes to be expressed. That's how you can drink the water. Mm-hmm. This is the thing here in Jacksonville. Don't drink the water. Or don't get in the river because the river is contaminated. So it can express um, cancer-causing genes. Mm-hmm. Same thing. So if you're not in that environment, some genes won't be expressed. Does this apply to sexual orientation? Still a question. Like mm-hmm. we don't, we can't say that it does for sure. I can't say that if I take a little boy and I raise him to be a little girl, he will be a little girl by the time he's twenty. Mm-hmm. that may not be the case. Or if I put this little boy in an environment of all boys and I press on him to be a boy, by the time he's 20, he might say, I don't want to be a boy. Mm-hmm. That's still the environment's change and you can get a different result. Mm-hmm. Um, so the nature versus nurture. Nature is you're letting naturally whatever's going to happen, happen. Nurture is saying, if I raise you a certain way, if I teach you certain things, if I change your behavior, 
this is what you're going to be. Mm-hmm. So that's the nature versus nurture argument. It's, I get it. It makes sense. If I were told as a, as a woman that wearing heels was not um, ladylike, I wouldn't wear heels. Mm-hmm. Because that's now what's been taught to me. That's, that was been, that's nurtured. Mm-hmm. So, but naturally as a woman, maybe I want to wear heels. Just, yeah, nature versus nurture. Is it natural? Is that bio- biologically what's happening? Or is it being pushed on me by my environment? Mm-hmm. So, sexual orientation? Maybe. <laughs> I don't... It's still a study. It's still a it's study. It's still a study. Ongoing. Always. Um, and one of the reasons why I want to bring you on is because I know science hasn't concluded on this. It's really... A hypothesis on either side yes. when people say um well people aren't born this way and then other people say well people are born this mm-hmm. way um it's you can't say if you're going to use science as a basis either way right i found articles supporting both sides mm-hmm. and i found ways it i mean if you wanted to present it one way you could because mm-hmm. that material is there but it's also, it would be unfair and unjust for me as a scientist to present only one side of an argument when I know the other side is there. Mm-hmm. Um, as a Christian, that causes conflict because I see numbers and I see other things. But also, I have to be honest and integrous as a, as a scientist mm-hmm. and say, hey, well, this is on one side. This says nature. This says nurture. Here, and I can present that to you. And whatever conclusion you want to come up with, you can but I um, have a duty to present both sides. Mm-hmm. So. And both sides, there's credible evidence right. on both sides. Right. There has been beyond a lot of studies for both sides. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so as scientists, if you wanted to push one side over the other, you could. You could. You yeah. can, because you can skew and make data look like whatever you want it to look like. It's all in the presentation. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, you can you can present numbers a certain way to have people really worried or you can really calm people. Like if you want to um, appease like extremists, you can. Mm-hmm. The numbers are there to do that. But again, it's the way that you present them. You present them truthfully. You even conducting the experiment. If you conduct the experiment to get a result, you can do that. Mm-hmm. But as a scientist, that's not integrous. Mm-hmm. No one will respect your work because you, mm-hmm. you can see straight through it. Mm-hmm. So, so um, I guess the the intersection would be, you know, some people have con- as Christians who take the position of the study to say people are born that way. I'll give you that because mm-hmm. we're all born in sin, shaping mm-hmm. iniquity. So I could be predisposed to mm-hmm. any kind of sin. I genetics. My sin, my makeup, my genetic makeup is mm-hmm. sinful nature. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another group could say, no, because that's not natural affections. God didn't create you that way. Um, those are different arguments biblically. Um, but what I really wanted to conclude in this um, is that science hasn't concluded. Right. And I think that's, as Christians, sometimes we hear things. And we don't study ourselves, mm-hmm. so we just go with what what the person or the commentator is saying. But it's important that you understand that there is evidence to support both ends via science, but there's no definite conclusion with science. So when mm-hmm. you're talking to somebody that 
you know, will, you know, potentially throw science at you. Ask them where the study is. Yeah, definitely. Ask them, can you see the study? Yes. And, and, you know, think through your arguments and be able to, um, you know, hear opposing sides Mm -hmm. and actually read it. Just don't go with the flow of what people are saying. Um, yeah. And when you are looking for these journal articles, don't go to the news source because again, you can present these numbers however you want to present them. I've read plenty of news articles that told me one thing about whatever article. I clicked on the article to read the actual um, primary literature. It was something totally different. They took one line and just ran with it and made an entire news article about it. Um, and I think that can happen very easily, especially with this type of argument when there is two sides mm-hmm. and you can pick a side, whatever you want to be on. Um, one example for genetic origin of sexual orientation, how we can have two separate but equal views. Um, one is, one says, and this is for um, sexual orientation being genetic. Our best guess is that multiple genes potentially interacting with environmental influences explain differences in sexual orientation. Our study helps to establish that genes play an important role in determining whether a man is gay or heterosexual. And that's a doctor and assistant professor at the University of Illinois at Chicago. And he published his study in 2005, mm-hmm. saying that genes are interacting with the environment. You can be born with a certain sexual orientation. Somebody else said, there is not any evidence that shows that homosexuality is genetic and none of the research itself claims there is. Only the press and sadly certain researchers do when speaking in sound bites to the public. Homosexuality may run in your may run in families, but you get viruses from your parents too, and some bad habits. Not everything that is familial is innate or genetic. Okay, and this is another doctor in neuropsychiatry and behavioral medicine in two thousand and two. Mm-hmm. One doctor, a well respected teacher, said yes, they are linked. Another doctor, neuropsychiatry and behavioral medicine, said no, it's not. So, and then I could go back and read all of their literature and still probably be confused as well. <laughs> so I'll still be like, I don't, I don't know either. Yes, I mean, it's just all in how you present your information and you give people what you want them to take away. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so yeah. That, that's what I learned. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's important, you know, as I was saying, when people come to you and present facts and I use that with a quote yeah um make sure they show you their source Mm -hmm. and I think that's just that helps you think critically and I think helps you you know be able to defend your argument and position and so um science hasn't you know we have with our talk from Preston he argued for that biblically this is a sin um and now we're talking to Rashida and trying to look at the scientific perspective because Preston is a Bible scholar. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is a scientist. So we want to look at this from different angles. We just don't want to give you um, one discussion and talk about this like it's not complex. It yeah. is very complex. And that's why we're de- de- um, having um, guests to, you know, share different perspectives and how we should handle this as Christians. And we should handle it with sensitivity and we should handle it um, by being informed. Um, So thank you for listening to another episode of the Jude 3 Project podcast. 
next week we'll have dr sean mcdowell on to discuss um same-sex marriage he's written a book um on same-sex marriage and we'll discuss um the big issue with conservative christians and same-sex marriage and how god designed marriage it's going to be an awesome discussion um we also will have links provided on the website with the research that Rashida mentioned. Um, so you'll be able to look at those studies yourself. Um, thank you for listening to the Jew three project podcast. As always, you can check out all our past episodes and information about the Jew three project at www.jew3project.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Jew three project on Instagram at Jew three project and on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Jude 3 project and don't forget to tune in next week.